Adulting with Tea podcast is a platform where we learn to navigate adulthood through the lens of faith and honest conversation. I'm your host T. Follow the journey and join the conversation. Music make me feel happy, Jordan. Don't understand what they say, I am like So welcome back guys to another episode of Adulting with T podcast. I hope you're well, I hope you're doing good, I hope you're blessed. We're here, season two, episode five, where we're having a conversation with my bro, my bro Nathan. Nathan, would you like to say hi to the people then? Yo, hello everyone, man. I'm so happy to be here finally on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Nathan um, is my boy that we went to uni together. Uh, even was the second year that we were flatmates or housemates. Oh, yeah, yeah, second year, yeah. Yeah, we're well, second year. So um, I think this episode will be a good opportunity for us to reflect back on our uni experience um and also just kind of see what we've learned and how we're doing now uh, nearly a year out since we graduated around about this time last year so nathan the first question i like to ask everybody i've been asking everybody coming on even on the socials i'm asking everybody this question so when did you first realize you were an adult nathan Oh man, good question. <laughs> when did I first realize I was an adult? Um, do you know what? Yeah, I think for me personally, so a little bit of background, obviously. Yeah, give um, us some background, man. Yeah, man. So obviously, I'm from South London. I'm sure some of you guys know the area of like Brixton, Streatham. Um, technically, I'm from Streatham Hill, so that's right in between Streatham and Brixton. Um, growing up, I was just like a normal kid, really. You know. Uh, Heritage-wise, my mum's Cuban and my dad's Colombian, so I grew up in a kind of, in a dual language uh, speaking background. Uh, went to just a normal school. I used to love football, play lots of football. Um, but when I was when I was a kid growing up, I was just like a normal kid. I used to just love football, but I wasn't very, I wasn't really on like getting jobs. I wasn't really too focused on my academics. I wasn't really, I was a bit childish, I would say. I, I think my development came a bit late. Um, so when I came to uni, it was all kind of, it was it all hit me very very hard like um like it was the first time i ever had any kind of money because i never had a job before it was the first time that i had to just like live by myself because i always live with my mom anytime i do my own shopping you know what i mean so it was it was a mad experience so i'd say probably when um because my mom had to you know for the for the uni deposit for the accommodation yeah um you had to put down like 400 pound in our case yeah, yeah. Down four I, and I, exactly and because I, I had no money um <laughs> my mom had to do it for me but obviously because i'm 18 now she wasn't really gonna just give me 400 pounds so i had she loaned it to me effectively um and when i had to start like at the start of uni when i had to start thinking about 
not only how I'm going to make this money last for my food and my laundry, etc., etc., but I have to pay her back as well. I was just like, bro, I need to take some real responsibilities now. Like, <laughs> no messing about yeah. no more. <laughs> the games are over. I know, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think one thing that attracted, like, me to you as, like, a friend, where we met, I think it was College Lane Campus who were playing football on Freshers' Week. Yeah. But... After that week, okay, we started to see each other more because we lived on uh, the same the same block on the same campus. I yeah. understood very quickly that your your mentality is very different to what a stereotypical first year student was in terms of, you know, you knew who you were as a, as a person. You were quite confident and headstrong. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say that I didn't know that you were going through that or you had that mentality of, wow, those, that £400, I need to make that back and do this and do that. But from getting to know you from an outside perspective, I knew that, okay, this guy, Nathan, he's going places and he's a fun guy, but at the same time, he's he's serious. Like, he's here to, to do something with his life and make the most out of it. Do you think you, you would agree? Um, bro, I don't know, because, you know, looking back, like, I feel like I'm sure I'm sure you know as well. I've changed a lot as a person, but no, thanks yeah. a lot for that, man. I appreciate that. Um, I think obviously I did have that, definitely had that mentality because first year I tried very very hard, and I just want to say as well, like I thought the same of you, man. Like you were not you were not you need to play games, but you were there to to do <laughs> well, man. So I respected that as well, like. Love. So yeah, I think that's where we clicked as well because we both knew that like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and you can't let it go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man, but yeah, fam, that that four hundred pound was just boy. Oh, but but you know what though, that 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 was a real big learning curve for me, man. I think that started my whole journey around just teaching myself how to manage money. I think um, without that whole experience, that whole stress, I probably would be, I'll probably have a very different relationship with money now, actually. Mm. Yeah, because in first year was a time where, like people or we as students we had the opportunity to get the um the kind of student accounts that would give you a certain overdraft and with that overdraft if you got it um there's a temptation to overspend and things like that at the same time there's freshers there's you know you want to live up to certain expectations you're living with new people there's girls um you're on your own there's so much opportunities to just to just pam all of your money into a, an oblivion, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think that was a pivotal point for me as well. Obviously, I'd, I'd worked before from age... As soon as I got my NI number, I, I was I was working whenever I could. I worked um, from, yeah, from 16, throughout college, part-time as well. So working wasn't a new thing, but it was the, the independence and the fact that everything outside of lectures it is down to me how I could construct my life so it was yeah like you said it was a big um a big change and yeah we really had to kind of level up with regards to independence and responsibility I know man just to touch on your point around it's so easy to just splash all your money like I remember at the end of the first term so I think it's like how many how many months in the term like three months isn't it yeah three three-ish yeah. yeah, like three months. Like, I remember the first term, like, I was like, I am broke. 
<laughs> like, and I wasn't even trying to splash like that, but there's just because you don't have experience managing money, but I didn't. So it's so easy to just to just overdo it. And yeah. then come and then come the January, we're looking at houses for next year, for the second year, and then you need another deposit. But how am yeah, I going to pay 400. that second deposit? Yeah, exactly. How am I going to pay that another 400 when I already owe my mum 400 and I ain't got enough to like, I've just pretty much rinsed off all my money for the first three months. So it's just and you know like, you don't get that, um, you know you don't get that 400 deposit back straight away, you know. They hold that. They hold that. They hold <laughs> yes, bro, yes. They hold um, it. Bro, they make sure to, they make sure to hold that. And if you don't deserve the 400, or if they don't feel like you deserve the 400, then you're not getting all of that back. (laughs) So what I've done, I thought, let me be a little bit creative since we're going to be talking about like university and whatnot. Um, I done this. So I typed, I went into Google and I typed in university was a in the toolbar. And I thought, Mm. okay, cool. Let's let's discuss or break down kind of what um, the suggestions said. So the first one said uh, university was a waste of time. <laughs> um, but I thought, okay, for us, do you think it was that? And if it wasn't, like, why wasn't it? Well, I think I think university can be a waste of time. It just depends on everyone will have a different experience of university, 100%. Like, a lot yeah. of university, because there's, like we just touched on already, there is so much individual responsibility you make uni work or you don't make uni work a lot of the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. So a lot of the things you have to drive and you have to push. And if you're not driving and you're not pushing, then, you know what I mean? It probably won't work for you. Yeah. A lot of people say now that, you know, and it's true to a certain extent, depending on what pathway you take, if it's, I don't know, let's say, I don't know, business or something. Um, By the time you finish your business-related degree, you come out, you're now in the working world, but then someone who perhaps took an apprenticeship once they left college now has more experience than you. And as a result, they're even making more money than you when when you've just come in fresh out of uni. So people kind of say, oh, because of that, you don't need university. It may be a waste of time, which is true to a certain extent. But in my case, even if I parked aside, okay, my, my career, as a person, university was a big time for me to develop as a person. Like there were so much things I was naive to. There's a lot of things that I hadn't experienced. Um, there's things that I needed to improve on, simply being able to communicate with people, um, get my point across, um, you know, talk to people that were older than me, younger than me, from different cultures, different countries. You were, you were jump, we jumped into that and we were experiencing that every single day. Then when you put in the fact that, okay, um, they say graduates um, compared to people who don't go to university normally have a, um, a greater um, a greater ceiling in terms of their, their salary throughout their lifetime, that's another added factor as well. But I think it goes back to the fact that if it's something that you want to do, if it's going to make sense with your long-term plan, then do that. But that springs to mind, even now, outside of uni, how many people can say that, raw? I've got a five-year plan. I've got a three-year plan. This is what I want to do with my life. This is what I want to do with my money type of thing, you know? Um, mm. So I'm thinking a lot about that now. And I just thought that, raw, like, 
have you been thinking about that since coming out of uni like what does the next three to four five years hold what for me yeah for you it's like yeah for you what do you think um, about that bro i feel like the next three to five years man i feel because obviously so for those that don't know um i'm currently working at tax tax advisory um so like we have to take qualifications to become like a chartered tax advisor and that's usually like three years so I think that's kind of my main focus now. It's all very structured. Um, uh, but I guess personally, I just want to keep developing as a person and making sure that I'm happy, man. I think mental health is a big thing nowadays. and That's, that's um, big, man. It's key, man. Mental health is so important. <laughs> it's so easy to get to get trapped in the loop of like trying to be successful. And whilst that is very, very important, trying to help your family and, and progress, I think don't lose sight of your mental health as well. How do you so think your, your journey has been with that in terms of maybe from, okay, Nathan as a fresher to Nathan one year outside of uni? How has that journey of kind of your mental health and happiness looked like for people who may not know you? Bro, I'm sure you will know more than most as well the struggles that I've had, man. Like, I think coming from coming from like a sporting background and where I'm from, I think um, it's very easy to let, it's very easy to compare yourself and be very competitive. So competitive that it's detrimental to your own mental health, man. And I struggled with that. I struggled with that a lot. Um, obviously in my younger time, of course, but then a lot when I was 18, first year, still quite a lot in second year. Um, but then placement, my industrial placement in my third year was a was a key thing that helped me develop a little bit more reflection, um, seeing things from different perspectives, um, seeing that, just trying to put my ego aside, you know, because I joined a company and for, for like a long time, like I literally knew nothing. Like I, I didn't know anything. Um, so I had to humble myself a lot. And I think following my placement, thankfully, man, my mental health has been getting way better. I've kind of been putting that aside slowly, slowly. You still get those. Obviously, everyone wants to do well. Everyone wants to be good at stuff and that. But the grasp it has on my mental health has thankfully been decreasing over time. Um, That's good. And I think I think it's the key. The key factor that allowed that was definitely a humbling experience from the placement. I'm sure, like I'm sure your your placement taught you a lot as well, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think if I ask myself the same question, my mental health journey from okay this time span of fresher to one year out of uni has been quite similar um the kind of key landmarks for me would have been a lot of insecurity as a guy or you know as myself not knowing um uh, who I am or because I'm you know I don't know I may be perceived I was perceived as being different you know um because of my faith because at the time okay i i didn't drink i didn't you know <laughs> all the all the parties that i i turned down to yeah. be you know having some quiet time romantic time with my books and all of that <laughs> yeah all, all the times in the library and kind of seeing that okay being this way i'm not gonna get all the attention i'm, I'm not gonna get all, all the girls but I'm I'm gonna get uh the results and be fruitful in another way. 
when I got into my placement, it was a an awakening that, wow, all the efforts of my hard work and things like that and just being diligent in this realm or in, in the working realm, they were respected, they were valued, people were um, interested in, in me and what I'd done and why I was so hardworking. And um, yeah, a lot of people gravitated to me to the extent that where I am now, um, about to start my master's at the end of uh, next month, I, I wouldn't be able to get, I wouldn't be in this position if it wasn't for those people. So back to the question, it's been a roller coaster ride. Still now I'm, I'm learning about myself and how to improve my mental health, but it's definitely better because I've, like I said, um, my traits to work hard. I've, I've tried to just work hard at it daily. Now I, I read like positive affirmations that I write about myself. I try to filter as much um, what I interact with on social media, the books I read, they're all about kind of personal development and trying to make me a better version of myself. Um, so yeah, I'm by no means complete. I, I, know, I don't think it's a thing of, oh yes, my mental health, I've completed it, I've finished it. I can <laughs> move on, I can leave it, I'm done. I don't need to touch it anymore. Um, I wish it was like that, but no, it's the thing where it's kind of like a, uh, a thing where you just have to continue to nurture it. It's like a child almost. that You have to kind of uh, rear it, look after it. Even though it gets older, it's, it's still going to be your responsibility, you know? 100%, man. And obviously, even like, obviously our mental health is much better now. But even, even now, we'll still have our down days as well, man. Like, it's normal, you know? Yes, yeah, we still have our down days. What for, so I, I, I kind of mentioned a couple of things that I do. Um, what type of things do you do when you have those kind of down days? Bro, I feel recently, so um, I got put on furlough recently um, for a few months, which was a nice break. Um, but some of the things, bro, like on furlough, I started to meditate. Um, wow. So I started to meditate. I don't think I've told you, but... Nah, this is news to me too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I know, everyone's heard that loud. Um, I started, because so prior to furlough, I was always, it's very easy to get stressed at work, man. Like it's so, I know, I know, I know you've experienced this obviously, but it's so easy um, to get stressed at work. If you're not careful, like you could just get, like one little thing could just get you in that stress mode and your mental health starts deteriorating at that moment. I know, man, like one little email from someone, you read it a certain way and it's like, hey, you're taking me <laughs> back, man. You're taking me back still. And it's like, I just, I've done a lot of soul searching. Um, I've done a lot of meditating. I've been thinking about things. And like, I'll tell you about a couple of the realizations I had, didn't it? Um, yeah, go on, go on. But obviously meditation helps a lot because it just brings me in the present moment. It calms me down. But one of the realizations I had is that, you know, when something's ambiguous, like we'll take the previous yeah. example, yeah? Mad okay. ambiguous. Like someone sends an email, right? And it sounds a certain way. Like you've read it a certain way. Now, yeah. and in your head, you're reading the email thinking, wow, why is there a full stop there? What do they mean by that full stop? Why have they put this punctuation mark? <laughs> um, hey, let's, let's make it real for the people then. Let's say, okay, look, um, it's your line manager and they say, yeah. um, Nathaniel or Anthony, um, in caps, please update your, I don't know, first aids training, blah, blah, blah. 
or your yeah. business admin yada yada yeah exclamation mark all caps no peak one yeah so that's a, that's a that's a that's looks like quite a quite a strong email no what i realized was let's say someone says that email please can you update this tracker for whatever now yeah. when i'm reading that yeah, and I'm getting, let's say I'm getting, I'm getting upset. My emotions are rising. I'm getting a bit angry. I'm getting a bit, oh, what happened here? I'm getting stressed out. Now, what I realized for me anyways, it's not the email that's getting me stressed out. It's not the email that's making me angry, but rather it's the stories I'm creating in my own mind whilst I'm reading the email that's instigating all of these negative emotions. So whilst I'm reading this email, I realized for me that I'm thinking, rah, did I mess up? Are they angry at me? Why is he, why is he speaking to me like that? Who does he think he yeah. is? And I'm getting all this narrative constantly in my mind and I'm listening to it like, no, I don't have this. What's going on? You messed up. Yeah, it's like, oh, do you know who I am? I'm Nathan, you know. I'm Nathan, you know. Because <laughs> you could, I could take an angry way, like my ego could come up. I could do it in a kind of sad way, like, oh, I messed up. What's wrong with me? Blah, blah, blah. But I realised that it's just an emo. It's just words. It's just caps. Like, caps doesn't mean anything bad unless you make yeah. it mean something bad. Do you know what I'm saying? It's the meaning we've associated those caps with that infuriates uh-huh. us. So all I need to do then is I need to read the email, read it for what it is, which is just words, and it's asking me to do something and just do what I need to do and move on. Not ponder on it, not create a story, not create a narrative and become stressed. Because what's that doing for me? Nothing. It's just stressing me out for no reason. So. Exactly. I learned that on furlough, man, and that's a big, big, big realization for me, man. Big one, like, bro, mad one. <laughs> so how, so how do you meditate? Because um, I don't think I've told you this as well. So, so I've meditate. So basically, um, I was able to get access to Headspace, the app, oh, yeah. for free because normally you have to pay for it. Um, oh yeah. So I think because of the coronavirus period, they were giving it. Um, I don't know, giving giving away free accounts for certain healthcare workers, and I've oh, picked nice. it up. And then, since then, I've been using it, and it's been really helpful. I don't use it as much anymore, but I still meditate in different ways. Um, so just being in the moment, whether that be okay, having some just quiet time to myself in the morning or before I sleep, or during the day, if I can find some quiet time, or I listen to to music, and I I'll, I'll just focus on being where I am now not thinking about all of the hundred things I have to do or places I need to be or conversations that I may need to have so in the you know a practical sense how do you kind of meditate bro you said it already man present moment the present moment is so important this that's the key um obviously when you first start meditating meditating is very difficult because we live our whole lives you know, doing one thing to the other, going to the next, you know. So meditation is all about kind of reversing that on his head and just being in the present moment, not thinking about the future, not thinking about the past, just being present with what is now. Um, when I first started, I used to just use my breath. So I would just breathe in, breathe out, and just focus on the on that, on that motion. Um, but as I've become more and more advanced, now I'm able to... Not 100%, but more or less kind of switch off my thoughts. Um, so I'll just kind of really focus on the present moment, remove the thinking mind and just be one with the present. Um, and that's a big, big help for me. So I usually do that every day before work, 
and I try to do it not always before I go to sleep as well, man. Yeah. Wow. That's so cold. And what sort of outcomes have you been able to see since you've started? Maybe people are thinking, oh, right, I haven't really done, I don't know, this meditation thing, you know, man, don't really mm. meditate. <laughs> <or like that. laughs> man, don't really meditate or, you yeah, know, yeah. it's not just guys. Some girls will be thinking, oh, you know, you know, me and my girls, we, we're not really kind of meditating girls like that. We don't really meditate. Um, what, out, what kind of positive things have, have you seen in your life since you've been doing this? For, I think, going back to the, going back to the previous example, the email, um, not getting caught up in my thoughts, man. Your thought, my thoughts haven't, for me personally anyway, my thoughts have an insane power over me or they used to. Um, and now... I'm much more conscious of them rather than being unconscious. So I might get, for example, something. someone might say something or something might happen and I might get a really strong negative thought or negative emotion. Like, why is that going on? Why does this always happen to me? What's, what does that mean? And because of meditating, because I'm being present, because I'm aware of the present moment, I'm much more able to be aware of those thoughts, of those negative emotions and cut them out. Because I'm sure we've all experienced, you know, the way thoughts work, there's one negative thought and that leads to another negative another negative thought and yeah. another one, another one, another one. Next thing you know, you're in your room and you're, you feel like crying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so for me, just being much more uh, able to control my thoughts, being more aware, I'm, I'm much less controlled by them. So I remember when I'm really in my meditation zone, when I'm really present, you know, when, when my life is in balance effectively, stuff will be happening around me that would usually kind of aggravate me a little bit or something would happen. And literally, mate, it'll just be one ear out of the other. It won't affect yeah. me anyway, not good or bad. They're just fine. I just keep living my life, present moment, no issue. But then when I'm not, when I'm in times where I'm not in that present moment, where I'm not meditating as much, where I'm, where something's occupying my life, every, every little turn, there's something that, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. How about yourself, man? What have you experienced when you meditating? For me, um, well, just piggybacking off of what you just said, that yeah. is definitely something I've noticed, especially at, at work. Again, it could be a, a situation. Um, I could have a self-presenter just presenting with chest pain. Um, you know, it could be the end of the day. I was expecting to go home, but now I'm here another 30 minutes and I need to do this test quickly to determine whether this person is having a heart attack or not. Oh, wow. <laughs> at four at 4.59, and I'm like, okay, you know, the cortisol is running high right now um, <laughs> through my body type of thing, you know. Yeah. I was looking forward to go to a young wasabi quick. I, you know, I planned the whole day, but boom, this is, this is what's happening. Um, but when I have, like you said, put things in place to meditate like on my way to work i'll either listen to my my podcast or one of my my favorite podcasts or i'll listen to music that doesn't have too much lyrics but just music that will calm me down and i'll instead of getting the train all the way to work halfway or near enough to work i'll walk when i'm walking i'm not just walking to walk i'm walking i'm listening to myself and i'm kind of going over things that actually want to happen in the day so when a stressful thing happens like that, let's say at the end of the day, like I mentioned, my mind just goes into like autopilot. Like you said, um, when you something happens in that moment, 
I'm not ascribing to the fact that, oh, bro, it's late, you know, man needed to go home. It's just like, okay, this person is here. He's presenting me with an issue. I have solutions. Let's solve them and move logically type of thing. 100%. So I've eradicated all these kind of emotions which could kind of cloud my judgment and make me upset or this and that. And I just focus on, look, there's an issue at hand, solve the issue and move on to the next thing. Um, that way I'm more at peace, I'm calm. Um, and all these kind of thoughts of, you know, these uh, miniature Antonys on the side of my shoulders <laughs> aren't talking like, no, man, hey, you're, you're, you're letting these people um, move, move uh, let you do, you know, all this and that. It's like, bro, are you really going to take that, you know? Hey, Anthony, you're a big man. But the thing is, like you said, it's very difficult to be consistent with it. And that's and sometimes you know I would forget to do it in the morning or I didn't read that affirmation and when it gets to eleven and something has happened or um, you know I'm in not a good state I can I look within myself and I know why that's the case because I I didn't keep up to what I was supposed to do so um, yeah that that's a major thing for me as well beyond that I think it's peace as well along this journey of mental health, learning to be happy, as I spoke previously on um, another episode, being at peace um, has been something I've been trying to work on. You know it, I know it, the people listening know it as well. There's so many things in our lives that can take our peace away from us. So many things that can take away that that balance that we all desire to be in, where yes, there may be issues, but the issues are not um, impacting us negatively in terms of our mind. Um, So when I do meditate, when I do read these affirmations, um, I'm at peace. And when things do come that could challenge it, it's more of a fight rather than I'm just submitting myself to to all of these things that, that, that are happening. Yeah, I think I would just like to add that as well. No, that's that's very inspirational, man. Like when you start when you start the, the meditation journey, um, you re- you will really experience what kind of difference it makes to your life, man. Like once you start, I think it's hard to go back to kind of for me anyways, it's hard to go back to how I was before. Like I'm hoping mm. I don't think I'll ever stop this meditation and try to be aware of my surroundings and being in the present moment because the difference it's made to my mental health is astronomical. Um, yeah, man. Another thing that helps as well, just to quickly touch on is, for anyone that's interested, there's so many good videos out there. There's a few, um, there's a few great like spiritual videos and, and teachings that I highly recommend. One guy I recommend as well is some guy called Eckhart Tolle. Don't know if you heard about it, man. Um, no, I haven't heard about him. He, bro, he's amazing. Like, he... Man, in terms of when it comes to the kind of the teaching of just being in the present moment and not being absorbed by your thoughts, I think he's probably the best out there. Um, he's helped me a lot. So I highly recommend him, man. That's sick. So we're going to move on to another topic that we're going to touch on briefly. And it kind of more focuses on, we're speaking about university, we're spoken about our journey of mental health. Now this is going kind of into where we are at this present moment. 
So being outside of uni, it's a new, it's a new journey. It's an, it's another journey of itself. Um, and there's a lot of, in my experience, in, in you know what I've experienced, there seems to be of a lot of expectations thrown at young people um, at the beginning of their careers. Um, and I just wanted to f- ask you: like, Have you ever been in a position where you've been, you've had to face these external expectations? Bro, uh, oh, my good question, man. I think for me personally. It's, it's links back to the mental health and the meditation thing as well, actually. But yeah. it's kind of like at the time. So let me just let me just let me just make it clear for everyone. So you know when you when you're in final year, there is that expectation to get a job in it. We all have it, yeah. right? That's why we go to uni to get a nice job to have a good career, you know. Um, so when I hit my third year, I felt that pressure a lot. But going back to your question, whilst at the time. I felt like it was an external pressure. Now, looking back retrospectively, I feel like it was internal pressure for myself. Um, personally, I feel like, I feel like with what I know now, I could have um, managed that pressure much better um, with the whole meditation practice and being mindful and present, etc. man. Um, how do you feel about that? Um... For me, expectations have come in so many different avenues. And if people are very kind of, if people know me, or even if if you've been listening to the podcast since it started, I've kind of addressed a lot of them um, in a very sneaky way on (laughs) every single episode. Um, From the fact that once I graduated, as soon as I graduated, people be it family, friends, were asking me, okay, so what am I doing next? I'm like, like, can I graduate first, big man? Like, let, let me go over the stage and collect my certificate. And then you could start Mad. asking me questions. Um, if it wasn't that, it was, oh, so um, you've graduated now. That's good. Um, they don't see you as a student anymore. Um, so you're now a young man. A young man normally has a young woman by his side. So where's your girlfriend, okay. bro? Okay. Where's your potentials, bro? Yeah, okay. Where's your potentials? So um, if it wasn't the first thing, then it was the second thing. If it if it wasn't um, those two things, it was um, now being in the working world. The working world as a young people, there's new landmarks that people aspire to have. Oh, where where are you? Yeah, I'm living with my parents. Oh, where are you? Yeah, I'm I'm moving out. Um, what car do you have? What car do you drive? Um, what do you do on the weekend? It's like there was a continuous talk of people trying to, if not show everybody that look, my life is great, they would be trying to kind of one up each other in terms of look, I'm doing this. This is my you know my my prize. This is the thing that gives me value. And often it would be external, which I noticed and didn't like. And I didn't want to, um, still to this point, I don't want to um, emulate these things because I know that these external things, they can only give us, you know, a, a certain amount of, of pleasure in, in this life. Um, it's not going to last forever. So I mm. think expectations came in those kind of free realms. Um, yeah, for me, yeah. Bro, that's, that's really interesting because... 
personally, I didn't really experience that, man. Um, obviously, I've, I've had a girlfriend for since I was 16. So that, that whole aspect's kind of, I don't really get asked that question. Yeah. Um, um, and I don't know, I feel like with the whole graduate thing, I don't know, people, not many people used to ask me, though, personally, man. Um, but, yeah, so I feel like we've had different experiences on that one, you know. That's why we feel differently, I think. Because um, yeah. most of my pressure was like, I want to help my mum. Because my mum's a nursery teacher. She doesn't earn much. I want to get in there, get a graduate job straight away as soon as I leave uni, start earning money, helping my mum. So that came from me internally. Um, yeah. So I think that's where my my perspective differs. But at the same time, yeah. Anya, let me let me let me fire a question back to you. So yeah. when, yeah, when those go on, man. So when those when those people ask you those questions like, where's the girlfriend? Where's the job? Like going back to this whole mindfulness present moment thing. Yeah. Do you not think there's an aspect to that where you can? It's all about the way you interpret the question. You could interpret it a negative way, or you could interpret yeah, it a positive way. Definitely. And um, a lot of the times, I I was, make, I think the way I was interpreting the question or kind of mm-hmm. hearing the question, it was internally from a place of frustration because okay. I knew I wanted to eventually have a good relationship, um, long term with a serious partner i knew that of course um after graduating i was going to find my way to kind of level up um be it in work or continuing with education and eventually hit all of those landmarks that i spoke about um these are external things car house all of that type of stuff i knew they were gonna come but back to mm-hmm. what i said i had struggled and i still tried to work on my relationship with patience these things weren't happening at at the time that I wanted it. So when people would ask me, it's like, bro, it's just like in my mind I was I was kind of like, raw, I'm I'm out here, I'm I'm trying, but it's not that easy. Yeah. But other times where I would just kind of respond, or well, I would just respond all of the time in in a, in a good manner. But the times where in my mind there wasn't all of this talk was where I was at a better place with my relationship with God. Me, they, everybody knows I, I'm a Christian, I'm a man of faith. When I was kind of communicating to God through prayer that raw, like, this is what I'm going through. You know, I'm not perfect. Um, I'm just, I'm just a man. I'm not perfect. Help me out. When people would ask me this and okay, I was doing the good, good things of, of meditating and actually planning towards all of these things I spoke about Mm -hmm. it was water off a duck's back yeah they would talk but I would just respond um casually that oh yeah this thing will come or oh I'm doing this or oh no not yet but hopefully in the future so for me yes meditation is important but it's like my relationship with God is even greater than that because if that's not where it is then I won't even have the motivation to meditate or kind of to work on myself um, as well. So yeah, definitely is much better. Again, these are things that I'm trying to work on um, daily. In part, this is why doing the podcast for me is so important because it gives me an opportunity to be accountable to myself through a creative outlet. At the same time, other people going on similar journeys or they're going through similar 
things or a certain episode may actually kind of relate to what they're going through, they can also learn and they can also keep themselves accountable to the best version of themselves. Um, so yeah, that's what it's all about. And yeah, that's where I'm at now. Bro, that's this why I love your podcast, man. You keep it real, man. Like, yeah, fam, bro. Keep it too real. Short, uh, for anything else. I woke up Trust today, me, bro. 902. Um, I I put this on my socials. Um, Chadwick Boseman, um, the actor yeah. that played uh, Black Panther, just passed away um, due to cancer. Yeah, man. Rest in peace. Rest in paradise, you know. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we've um, experienced uh, grief from a close friend of ours as well. These things yeah. that happen every single day, these things that happen um, randomly, nobody foresees them, but along this journey things like that have had a big impact on me in terms of my desire my first my drive to actually improve myself because i know look at the end of the day anthony's not gonna be here for for um for you know a really long time god willing i i, I am but nobody lives forever mm-hmm. um i remember will smith said Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Hmm. And I don't want to go too deep, but really when I experience these things, when I have been in a state of grief, um, it's kind of screamed at me how fragile life is. And when I do have opportunities to do things to better myself, to help other people, to share when I'm in the best mind state as well, in addition to that, I'm going to do so, you know? So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at now. How about for, how about for you, bro? No, you're doing, a, you're doing a good thing for him. Like, yeah, man, keep it up in it. Like, it's good to have... It's good sometimes we just need someone to just be real with us, do you know what I mean? Because it's so hard to get sometimes, you know? Um, but for me personally, like, dealing with the grief thing, that's tough, man. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, bro. I feel like it makes you realise that life is... You start to you start to change your perspective on life when you experience those things. Like you say, man, going back to the point about fragility, fragility well, that's very fragile, and you need to make the most of it while you can. Um, but yeah, that's all it is, man. It's a constant learning journey, constant developing, growing, making a difference. Yeah, that's what I got to say, really. Yeah. All right. Cool. And to round up, um, as I do with every single episode. I normally leave the people I leave, you know, myself and whoever's on the episode with me with something um, called a call of action. So the call of action in the past have taken um, the shape of people giving advice or people saying, um, I should have done this. Um, but what we've spoken about, we've spoken about kind of three main things, really, in essence. Um, our university experience with regards to mental health um the working world and also kind of okay where we are now dealing with expectations and you know how how fragile life is from all that was spoken about if you were to pick up one thing or share a couple things or live leave the people with that one message for them to be like rah nathan said this you know what do you think it would be oh um what do you think it would be? Good question, man. Let me um 
I think it's got to be around the mental health because that's something I'm working on right now. Um, but I would say, I would say, try to be as conscious as you can. Try to be as reflective as you can. Um, just um, really, really be, really be conscious of your thoughts and be present in whatever you're doing, man. For me personally, there's so many times where where in my mind, I feel like the problem is external. Um, whereas the whole time it was just, it was just my mind telling me it was external and it's actually an, an internal problem. Um, and once I've realized that I've been given so much freedom in myself, I'm no longer a prisoner to my own thoughts. Um, well, I try not to be anyways. So I would say just be conscious and present, man. Practice your meditation. <laughs> what about you? Hey, I didn't know you were a poet, you know. <laughs> what you said is really powerful and you know i i appreciate you coming on the podcast to share your opinions if i was to give something uh to the people what would i say i think i would say take time to realize what's important to you and focus on those things because at the end of the day our time is limited so the time we do have let's just make the most out of it you know powerful message man yeah alright this has been another episode of a Don't With Team podcast with my boy Nathan take care guys peace Understand what they say I am